Welcome to Embrace Your Brain's exciting new series called Embracing the Mature Mind. Join Dr. Dee Coulter as she explores the natural brilliance awaiting us all in the upper decades. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, some memories don't fade. Now, in our upper decades, we gritch and moan about losing our memory, and sometime we'll look more into that because it's not really as bad as we think it is. And we also know that we have some memories that are as vivid as if they happened yesterday. They don't fade. They could be 40 years old or more. Now, some of those memories are negative ones, and we would call those flashbacks, and they're related more to trauma. That's a different story. I'm wanting to look at the delightful ones that we savor, that bubble up sometimes on their own, sometimes because we're deliberately recalling something special. And that's what I want to share with you today is something special. An amazing mentor of mine, Bretta Weiss, was the head of the Montessori Society way back, 40 years ago, I guess, 50. And I was teaching in Montessori workshops out there when I met her. And she took me on the subway on a day that we had off into New York City, down to the theater district, and there were these kiosks where you could find out which plays still had openings that day, and then they had very discounted tickets. But she acted like she really knew what she was doing. And Bretta was quite statuesque. She was, I must imagine, almost six feet tall. And I'm like five feet tall and rather frumpy looking. So standing next to her, I felt much more elegant than I really am because she had an elegance about her. And we traveled the subway. We'd put our coins in the turnstiles, but she had another handful of coins. And she would put them in various instrument boxes or cups of people that needed money that were here and there along the trip. It was something she must have done every day. And the feeling I had of, oh, there are outsiders like me, I'm just a tourist, and then there are people who really can stand up to being in New York and being gracious and being compassionate, and part of it has to do with having that handful of coins to share every time you go into the city. So that, that's Bretta. Bretta had, even you know, a month ago, they had a picture that uh, a friend of hers had sent out to all of us because she's got this huge fan club around the country. And it was, she had a new blouse. And there she was looking dignified as ever, even though she had oxygen tubes and everything going on. It didn't matter to her. She still had that presence. So when I used to get together with Bretta, because she was about two seven-year seven year cycles ahead of me, And someday we'll talk about seven-year cycles, too, because that's really cool. So she was a good 14 years older, and so as she was going into other decades, I was approaching my 70s, and I would say, Bretta, how do you prepare to go into your 70s? What's that all about? So her advice was, limit yourself to short-term projects, three months or less, she said. Join task forces, but not committees. They never end. Now, mind you, she was on a few boards that were long-term, and I've seen very often with people as they hit their 70s, at least with women, they take on huge projects. I mean, that's when I decided to write my book. And you'd think, ah, we're about ready to cruise and lay back and, and retire a bit. It doesn't seem to be the case, at least for women. But her basic advice was great. You know, do something where you can actually see beginnings, middles, and ends to it and be effective, and she was. So people always sought her out. So time went on. I got older. She got older. And I said, okay, Bretta, 
How do you prepare for your 80s? And what she told me then was, look, as you cut back on the kinds of work that you do, just remember to keep a few swords sharpened. Oh, I love that line. Because, you know, we can just do less of everything, and then we aren't so great at anything. But there are a few things in our life that we were so good at, we should keep at it. And that's what she meant. Look at the things you're cutting back on and the things you're letting go of. But the things you keep, keep them sharpened. Keep a few swords sharpened as you get ready for your 80s. And then you use them, of course, in your 80s. And I haven't hit the 90s yet, but I had a chance to ask her about them. I said, so what are you finding about the 90s, Britta? And she said, well, you have to take naps. Fatigue, she says, makes it really hard to listen, and it turns enriching experiences into irritations. And she thought more, and she said, and talk more, too. After all, you have more to say. So that's Breda. I hope this has given you a, an opportunity to think back on all of the memories you have and to savor some of the people in your life that have been great teachers for you. If some come to mind and you want to share some of that, feel free to write in because I'd love to hear the stories. And we'll get together again in two weeks. And I'll have a surprise for you then. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. I really hope you'll join me in this important conversation. Please send your comments for sharing to d at embraceyourbrain.com. I look forward to hearing from you.